0: I was targeted and trafficked in America, and they beat me down from the inside out.
1: Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show. With On
2: I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in
0: living such a dark and callous
2: life.
1: Real people.
0: I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here.
2: Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution.
1: God. Hope is a person and his name is Jesus.
2: And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. And today we're going to talk about human trafficking in America. Human trafficking is basically where these perpetrators called traffickers use force, fraud, or coercion to lure their victims and force them into labor or even commercial sexual exploitation. And today we have on our show, Christina Glacken. on our previous show, she explained how she was a young girl just looking for attention, just really kind of a normal 18-year-old. And this trafficker, dressed as a normal person, approached her and learned everything he could about her to see if she was a good victim or not. And he began to manipulate, coerce her, and lure her into this idea that she was going to get this free concert in L.A., in a whole different state as she was from Nevada. And as she gets there, she discovers a huge plot. And suddenly, there's a gun pointing at her head. Christina, welcome to our show. Thank you. Christina, you were telling us in our previous show about the moment that you learned you were about to be trafficked. Yeah, and honestly, that moment, it was
0: sobering. But at the same time, it didn't feel real. It was my first time seeing a gun in person and having it put to my head while this man who just 30 seconds before I thought was, you know, a friend of mine was telling me how he needed me to make him $400 and I just, I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. You know, I went back to moments in my childhood and I remembered all of the times I had said no, no. When I was 13 and living at home, and my step uncle lived with us, and he tried to get me to sleep with him for $500. And I said no, wow. which ultimately led to my parents losing custody of me. You know, I remember that moment and saying no with no backup plan. And somehow it gave me enough courage that regardless of the fact, there was a gun to my head to say no to this man.
2: Wow. And so you said no, like you're telling <sighs> I him. I said no. <laughs> and he's telling you how you're going to make the $400 as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So he's basically saying, you're going to do this. And you're like, uh-uh, no, mm-hmm. I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. You know, I've always been a very stubborn individual. And I do think that's what's kept me alive thus far. Yeah. And that day, I mean... <sighs> You know, honestly, the strangest part about that moment was after I said no, because I anticipated, I mean, I had a gun to my head, Yeah. you know, worst case scenario is what I anticipated. And he just slowly set the gun in his lap and he said, okay. He's like, get in the back seat, switch thoughts with her. Because the girl that had just befriended me was sitting in the back seat with my purse and her purse and all of my belongings in there. This man mm. had already taken my ID because he was supposedly going to get me a fake ID with my picture on it. Right. And I had, you know, nothing. And he had oh, me switch man. places with her and we went to McDonald's. I mean.
2: So, like, wow, weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be shocked <laughs> doesn't really describe what I experienced in that moment, I was confused. I was anxious. I was feeling like I was going to be getting all my things back soon. But I also was like, that's too good to be true. This man just had a gun to my head and thinking about, wasn't he my friend? Just reliving all of the conversations I had had with him mm. and all of the things I had told him about my childhood and all of the encouragement and support he had given me verbally. And I'm Aww, thinking, betrayal. yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but then it's like, you know, you almost still want to trust him because we're going to McDonald's now. You know, he put the gun down. I said, no, he kind of respected that. You know, I was 18. I couldn't make sense of any aspect of the world, let alone a world that looked like that.
2: So you're thinking it worked. (sighs) I mean, you're kind of like, okay, wait a minute. I got control a little bit here. Yeah. And then he feeds you a meal. Yeah. But there was a goal behind that meal.
0: Yes. Probably multiple goals. But I remember we went to McDonald's and I got the 10 piece chicken nugget meal and regular honey and an orange soda. And I just remember that the soda tasted really off. And I told him, something's wrong with this. I'm not going to drink it. And he kept saying, no, you need to drink it. And I started to feel a little weird. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's something in this drink. There's Mm -hmm. something in this drink. So that stood out. But honestly, it didn't stand out to me as much as the chicken nuggets and the regular honey. Because... That was the last meal that I ate for seven days.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: And, you know, thinking back, had I known that I would have put a chicken nugget in my pocket, I would have done something different so I'd have something to eat later.
2: That's horrible.
0: Honestly, I thought that we were going to go drop this girl off. And that's why she was in the front seat of my two-door car, was we were going to drop her off and then he was going to be dropped off somewhere and I was going to get my car back. I was thinking that.
2: So, Christina... When they took you to a hotel afterwards, what seemed to be their goal? And what did they do to you? You know, initially, nothing. They tried to
0: convince me Tried to say it'd only be one night, only $400. They'd let me leave. And I just kept saying, no, I was like, I just can't do that. I can't do that. It's just not who I am. I can't do that. And the first couple of days, they ate in front of me. They wouldn't let me sleep, but they basically just acted like I wasn't there.
2: So like they'd be talking to each other and like just ignore you?
0: Yeah. Just ignore me. Ignore my entire existence. What on earth? Yeah. It was breaking me down
2: mentally. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're starting to feel like, do I even, am I even here? And there's some type of substance that they were giving you at the same time. No food, no sleep, but then they're giving you something else. What was that?
0: So later I found out that it was ecstasy. And the effects of ecstasy is if, you know, you're in a good, positive mood, it really lifts your spirits. But if you are not, which I wasn't, It really amplifies that feeling as well. Oh, man. I started to kind of hallucinate, just lost all sense of reality. And uh, I didn't even know really if I was existing anymore at that point. You know, the way that they acted as if I wasn't there, the sleep deprivation, the starvation, the
2: drug. You were being broken down. Yeah. Now, at this point, for days, they're doing this to you. Mm -hmm. what was your mindset when you actually caved in and agreed to comply to their demands?
0: Yeah, so it was on the fourth day. My mindset was I've tried everything I can and maybe if I just do this for one day that they really will let me go. But they amplified and increased what their methods were to break me down. It didn't just stop at sleep deprivation. It didn't stop at no food or being drugged. You know, they began to beat me and oh my gosh. just dehumanized me. I remember he had all of these men in the room and forced me to get undressed and get in this towel and put me in this tiny bathroom in the hotel and turned the shower water all the way on hot and had me get on my knees in front of the door and close the door. And he told me that when I was ready to agree with his plan to knock on the door and he would let me out.
2: Oh my gosh. And you were telling <laughs> me before that you felt In your mind, not only all of that coercion, Mm -hmm. but then you're also feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die in this room with the steam and all this. Oh my gosh. So they were just basically torturing you using Mm -hmm. all these mind tricks and all these emotional games. Is that right?
0: Yeah, at this point, I mean... (sighs) They had tried so many different tactics and I look back and I think, gosh, if I would have just given in sooner, right? Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I think that is because that's literally what he led me to believe. When I finally gave in, I remember him being like, gosh, if you would have just basically blaming me that he had to do all of these things.
2: Basically, he guilt tripped you. Like, he's like, you're going to make me do this. You're going to make me. Oh my gosh, I hate that.
0: Yeah, like I made it so much harder than it needed to be, you know, on everyone. And <laughs> just remember thinking, man, maybe, maybe I did, you know?
2: Wow. You know, let's stop right there, Christina we're going to have you on our next show to talk more about this and what happened after you said, you know, okay, I'll comply. And you know, this is like master manipulation. This is coercion really is the correct term is what it was happening. This emotional abuse that you were getting. Christina, thanks so much for sharing your testimony. We really look forward to having you on our next show. Thank you. Hold tight. I want to talk more with you. We'll be right back.
1: Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and are Awakening the Nation's Monthly Giving Partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. More real life starts now.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. And man, this situation that Christina is going through is all too familiar for some of you. As you're listening to it, you're realizing, wow, these tactics that are being used, the constant lies, the constant abuse, the constant, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And it's interesting because Christina's is sitting there and she's almost like, Being forced to believe in this lie, and that was their main goal. And I think if we don't pay close attention, don't you know that is the agenda of the enemy of your soul, and that is the devil. It is for you to believe in lies. Because the more lies you believe in, the more you're going to become caged up. The more you're going to be in something called bondage. You know, like bondage, like someone who is literally strapped. They can't just do what they need to do, and they don't run free. The Bible says in John 8.32, listen to this, friends. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What's so powerful is that though lies are powerful, and if you believe them, they become powerful, and they can ensnare you, they can make you not free, but at the same time, the truth can make you free. It is the very opposite, and how many lies do we believe about ourselves? How many lies Do we believe about others? How many lies are keeping our lives in a box that God never really intended? And I want to pray for you, my friend. I'm sensing that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you that there's something, maybe not as severe as what Christina's going through, but there's something that's gripping you, a lie that's gripping you, that's keeping you caged up. Father God, I'm praying right now for the truth. As you said, Lord Jesus, the truth would set us free. Someone right now is believing a lie about themselves. They're believing that they're failures. They're believing that they can't make it. They're believing that, well, I have to do this job because I'm forced to do it. It's all I have. These are lies. Lord God, help us to know the lies. And Lord Jesus, as you said that we shall know the truth if we follow you. Lord Jesus, first of all, for the person who hasn't followed you yet, Lord Jesus, we follow you. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit, the truth in our lives that will set us free in Jesus' mighty name. My friend, I hope
1: you're blessed by hearing this testimony, and I know your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.